Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Mark, chapter 5. 
Mark chapter 5, and beginning at verse, beginning at verse 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. When he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no not with chains, because that he had been of ten of he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountain and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus fall, he ran and worshipped him. And let's move down to verse, verse 14, verse 13, sorry. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place to the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. They that, fed, they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. They went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach on a simple thought, one touch from Jesus. One touch from Jesus. You can be seated tonight. Here in this, this text, this chapter, is very familiar to, the, to most of us here tonight. It was an individual, and this man had a uh, serious problem. The Bible teaches us that this individual that he spent oftentimes, he spent his times in the tombs, wondering why, and hurting himself, and causing all kinds of trouble for himself, pain and agony. Tonight, I'm thankful for the day that God came and brought me out of that dark place. That place in my life where it was, it was dark and I didn't know where I was going. A dead place, what it was. I'm going to tell you that anything in this life is not going, in this world, is not going to offer you life. Um, you hear a lot of times people, you know, they pursue this world as if it's, this is what it's all about and that this is going to fulfill uh, their need and what has been missing in their, in their lives. But I'm going to tell you that pursuing the things of this world is a waste of time. Seeking the things of this world is a waste of time. You know, there are a lot of people that, you know, they'll come into the house of the Lord, but they really won't have an ear to hear what God's word says. And um, I'm going to tell you, you don't have an ear to hear what God's word says, and you're going to find yourself, um, dealing with some hard times in life. You know, you want to come 
into the house of the Lord, not just to be here, but you want to have an ear to hear the writer said what the Spirit has to say to the church. I hope we all came to hear what the word of the Lord has to say. And not only hear it, but make it up in our minds that we're going to be a doer of the word. Tonight, I want to have an open ear to the Lord and hear what his word has to say. Because I know God has good things for me if I would just only perk up and pay attention to what God wants to do in my life. I believe that tonight. The word of God tells us that this man, that many people had tried different things to keep this man under control. And um, I'm going to tell you that the, the resources of this world will never, it will never fulfill your need. It will never bring into your life the peace, um, the, the, the thing that is going to control the chaos that is going on in your mind. Nothing in this world would do that. Only the Holy Ghost is going to do that tonight. I hope somebody came with an open heart that, that came to let the Lord know that whatever years you want to do in my life, I am open to it tonight. I didn't come to fight against God. Matter of fact, I came running to the Lord tonight and letting him know that I need your help tonight. I need you to come down into this sanctuary. I need you to touch my life. I need you to clear my understanding. I need you to work in my life the way that nothing else can. I need you to take this load off of my shoulders. I need you to break these chains off of my life so that I can lift up my hands, so that I can open up my mouth, so that I can leap for joy, so that there can be some peace and happiness once and for all in my life. You can be seated tonight. This man, he was in a dark place, wandering throughout the tombs, wandering amongst the dead. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to find life amongst the dead things. You're not going to find joy. You're not going to find peace amongst dead things. There are people that go in different, different places in this life, and they want to think that they're going to find love and that they're going to find things that, that is lively and things that is going to uh, bring some kind of joy and peace in their life. I'm going to tell you tonight, you're not going to find joy in the bottle tonight. You're not going to find it in the crack pipe tonight. You're not going to find it in the, on the high off of marijuana tonight. I'm going to tell you, you're going to find it in the house of the Lord tonight. You can't go dwelling amongst dead things and thinking that you're going to find some kind of peace, some kind of joy, some kind of happiness. Those things are only found in the house of the Lord. Those things are only found when you come in contact with Jesus Christ. You can be seated tonight. It's amazing people that dwell amongst dead places and dead places. Places that take life. It don't give life. Places that take and break down morality. It doesn't, it don't build up morality. It breaks it down. It tears it apart. Things that tear apart relationships. Things that tear apart finances. Things that tear apart people's health. And they think that somehow this is going to uh, make my life better. Somehow this is going to give me what I have need of. But I'm going to tell you, it's a lie from hell. It is a lie from hell tonight. I'm glad the day that God brought me out of darkness 
into his marvelous life and help me to see that in the church is where it's at tonight. Come on, in the Holy Ghost is where it's at tonight. If you want peace, if you want love, if you want joy, then guess what? Go ahead and get your hands in the air and open up your mouth and begin to seek after the Holy Ghost. And you'll find out that there is no greater love than the power of the Holy Ghost. There's no other peace that you'll ever find. And when you get filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, you can be seated tonight. So this man, this man that could not stop himself, couldn't stop himself. These unclean spirits, who knows? The Bible says that this man was bound by legions of devils. Can you imagine all the things that this man opened his life up to? Thinking that, hey, this is it this time around. And only to find out that there was one more thing to latch itself on him and wrap that wrap those chains around his life and cause him to be bound, cause him to be more miserable, cause him to be in more agony and more pain. I've known of people to forsake the church, turn their backs on the church and go into the world and think that, you know, somehow things are going to get better. I said it the other night. When you leave the presence of the Lord, things don't get better. Things only get worse. It don't get better. The devil wants you to believe that all you got to do is just get away from that church. Get away from how they're doing things, and everything will be a whole lot better. There have been thousands of people that have fell to the devices of the devil, and they found out that it was a lie from hell. Listen, you don't want to fall to that lie from hell. You want to understand that if anything is going to be good in my life, it's going to be found in the church. It's going to be found in Jesus Christ. My life don't get better the farther I get away from God. My life gets better the closer I get to God. The more, the better my relationship with God is, the better my life is going to be. The better my mind is going to be. The better my marriage is going to be. The better my kids are going to be. Your life don't get better the farther you get away from God. It gets better the closer you get to him. Can be seated tonight. And only imagine what this man opened his life up to. And the devil, being the sly old fox that he is, deceives people, tricks people. And all he wants to do is just wrap one more chain around a person's life to make it that much harder break free. Make it that much harder for people to have freedom and victory and liberty. I'm thankful tonight that I have freedom and liberty in the Holy Ghost. You know, you'll know when people are victorious. You'll know when people aren't. I've come to find out and I've I found this out in my own life. You know, there, are there was times as a young person I would be in the house of the Lord and for some reason, I didn't know what know what it was then. I couldn't get my hands in there. You know, my hands were about the right here, and you know, I couldn't. I wasn't able to lift up my voice and and speak out. It was more of a whisper, and I would see people running the aisles and and dancing and in the spirit. And I'm like, what is this? What's going on? 
no way could I do that. And not, and not knowing that I was bound, that's why I couldn't do that. I couldn't get my hands up in the air because I was bound by other things. I couldn't lift up my voice because I was bound by other things. I couldn't run around the aisle. I couldn't leap for joy because I was bound to other things. Listen, but I'm thankful tonight, the day that God brought those chains off of my life, where I can lift my hands up without wrath and without doubting, not being ashamed, not worried about what anybody else thinks about me. I was thankful the day that I learned how to dance in the spirit and not care what anybody else Come on, somebody, you better get that victory that you so desperately need tonight. Don't let the devil wrap you in chains. Make it up in your mind, I'm going to get my hands in the air. I'm going to shout for joy. I'm going to leap for joy. I'm going to run it out. I'm going to dance in the spirit. You can be seated. People say, well, I can worship God just like this. That is not true. The Bible teaches the complete opposite. Bible doesn't teach us to worship the Lord with our arms folded. Bible says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Are we not in the sanctuary tonight? I believe this, we're in the right place to get our hands in the air, aren't we? Come on, the Bible says, lift up your voice like a trump. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Do you got victory tonight? Are you overcoming tonight? Then there's no problem to lift up your voice and shout unto God. With the voice of triumph. There's no problem to do that. You can be seated tonight. Bible teaches us to worship like that. Bible teaches that we're supposed to dance before the Lord. And so, oftentimes when you see people that can't do this, there's a, they're timid or they're afraid. Of, listen. Listen, we shouldn't be worried or concerned about what everybody else thinks, okay? We all know each other here tonight. We are well acquainted with one another here tonight. So that shouldn't bother us. If anything, we should be more, we should be comfortable. This should be our, our element. We should be very familiar with this. We know what we're here to do. We're here to praise and magnify the name of the Lord. Come on. This ain't foreign ground to us. This ain't strange ground to us. We've been in the church how long? 15, 10, 20 years. We know what we're here to do. We're here to magnify the King of Kings. We're here to magnify the Lord of Lords. We're here to make his name glorious. We know what we're here to do. We're here to praise our King. You can be seated tonight. And so this man, bound by thousands of devils, everybody tried, you'll read in the Bible that they tried different things to control him. They tried to keep him under control and keep him from hurting himself and from causing pain to himself. But you'll find out that he broke those chains. He broke those feathers. I'm going to tell you that the restrictions of this, you know, sometimes there be things that people are bound by, and I've seen it a lot. People are bound, I've seen people bound by uh, drug addiction or, or alcohol. And, you know, and the, the, the thing that people want to um, refer them to, oh, you need to get into a program. 
Um, you need to you need to try this 12-step program, or you need to you need to do this. And I don't I don't knock it. I know it 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 helps, um, but to a certain extent, you know. Um, and it, but you'll find out that people use these things to try to control a person. They try to keep a person from from causing more harm or or more damage to themselves because you know if you drink um, long enough, your liver is going to start shriveling up. You know, um, cigarettes, nicotine, um, you can get lung cancer. So people, um, pitches, uh, they, they have good intentions in trying to, to help people and trying to keep them from um, going back to this kind of a lifestyle. But you know, the only thing that's going to help a person is a touch from Jesus Christ. The only thing that is going to set a person free is the power of the Holy Ghost. Because you'll find out that those things will help, but you'll find out that after a couple of months, people will start drifting back to those things as they break off those restrictions. But if you want to be delivered, if you want to be set free, and I ain't talking about just a little bit. The Bible says that when he saves, he saves to the uttermost. That means when God touches you, he's going to complete the work. He ain't going to save you a little bit. He's going to save you all the way. He's not going to heal you a little bit. He's going to heal you all the way. I don't know about anybody else, but I need a touch from the King of Kings tonight. I need Jesus to come and touch my life and give me some peace and joy, victory. You can be seated tonight. People say, well, I've gone too far. I've let too many things into my life. I just can't do it. I just can't get my hands in there. I just can't open up my mouth. I just can't come to Jesus. And I can understand that because I can remember at a point in my life where I was in a bad spot. And I didn't know if I could ever make it back to the house of the Lord. I didn't know if I could ever be able to lift my hands up and begin to open up my mouth. But I found out that when you make it up in your mind that I'm going to where Jesus is, there ain't a devil in hell that can stop you. There ain't nothing that can stop you from grabbing a hold of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You make it up in your mind and you pray long enough and hard enough, you're going to break through. You make it up in your mind, you keep your hands up long enough and your mouth open long enough, God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You make it, I'm telling you, there ain't no devil that can stop you when you are determined that I'm going to come to Jesus. The Bible says that this man, legions of devils, everybody had tried everything. They tried all of the, the restrictions to try to control him and keep him calm and keep him from hurting himself. He tried everything, but he broke those restrictions. The Bible says that Jesus came and that this man, when he saw that it was Jesus, the Bible says that, and it shows us that all of these devils that this man had in him, working inside of him, had him bound up 
and locked up to the point where he was he was causing himself hurt. He was he was if he would have been left alone, there's no doubt he probably would have taken his own life. But the Bible says that when Jesus stepped foot on the scene, that all of those devils can stop that man from running to Jesus. And guess what it said he did? He ran and he began to worship. He began to worship Jesus. I'm going to tell you, if you got a made-up mind, I don't care how far you've gone. I don't care what the devil has told you. I'm going to tell you that if you have a made-up mind that you're going to come to Jesus, you're going to worship him in hopes that he could do something in your life, I'm going to tell you that there's no devil in hell that can stop him. And guess what? I got news for you. You will leave change. God will do something in your life. God will change you. God will pull you out. God will save your family. God will save your kids. I don't know about anybody else, but I believe that God can tonight. Do you believe it? Because the Bible says, the Bible tells us that Jesus, when he came, he came out of a house and there were two blind men. And the blind men, they begin to cry out to him. They said, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And he asked them what it was that they wanted. They said that we want to be able to see. Okay? Do you know that just asking Jesus for something is not enough? But God, but Jesus wants to know something from you. He asked them, Do you believe that I can do this? See, there's one thing to ask him, but there's another thing to really believe that he can do it. You can ask God to heal my body, but at the end of the day, do you really believe that he can heal your body and that he has already healed your body? He said, he, he told them, according to your faith, so be it unto, unto you. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to have the faith that says, I believe that God can, and not only that he can, but that he will. I believe the word of God that there ain't no devil in hell that can stop me from being filled with the Holy Ghost. There ain't no devil in hell that can stop me from being saved. If I really want to be saved, I believe God can. I believe he can. You can be saved. I'm going to tell you all it takes is a touch from Jesus. All it takes is a touch from Jesus. Somebody needs to stop going to everybody else about your problems, and you need to come to the one that can solve the problem with just one touch. The Bible says that the woman with the issue of blood, this woman, she had a problem for 12 long years. And the Bible tells us that she went to many different physicians. But her problem didn't get better. It only got worse. But she made up in her mind that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, that hem is Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to make it up in their mind that if I could just get a hold of Jesus, that I know that my need is going to be met tonight. I'm going to say that again. If I could just touch Jesus, if I could just get to where Jesus is, if he could just lay his hands on me, I believe that everything is going to be okay. I'm telling you all it takes is one touch. All it takes is one touch. You can be seated tonight. He would say, well, I don't know about that. 
you know, there are some problems, there are some sicknesses. I don't know about that, you know. And people want to start talking about these different things. They, they, let me tell you, all it takes is one touch for God to cure diabetes. Amen? All it takes is one touch for God to cure cancer. Amen? All it takes is one touch for God to cure mental illness. Amen? Come on, the Bible says that when Jesus was there with that man, he was sitting at his feet, he was clothed, and he was in his right mind. That means before then, he was out of his mind. But when Jesus got done with him, he was in his right mind. There ain't nothing too hard for my God. There ain't nothing too bad for Jesus. Come on, am I talking to some people of faith tonight? There ain't nothing too hard for him. He can break the chains. He can break the strongholds. He can break the addiction. He can do it. I said he can do it. I said he can do it in Jesus' name. He can hold your marriage together. He can pull your tears together. He can hold your finances. My God can do it. He can do it tonight. You can be seated tonight. I tell you, searching anywhere else is a waste of time. Going anywhere else is a waste of time. I'm going to tell you, all it takes is just one touch. One touch. I don't care how bad the situation is. People say, well, I don't know about that. I'm going to tell you, God can raise the dead. Do we believe that God can raise the dead today too? That it's not just to the, according to this book, but the same God of this book is the same God that we're serving today. Sometimes I believe people think that we're serving a different God. How many know that we're serving the God of the Bible today? How many, how many know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever? How many know that he said, I am the Lord and I change not? How many know that he said that there is no variableness, no shadow of turning? My God don't change. He's the same. He is the same. We serve the same God. You can be seated. People say, well, I don't know about that. The problem is, we're too sophisticated today. The problem is we got too much stuff today. The problem is we got a cure for everything today. The problem is if we got a cough, we go down to the local drugstore and we get some whatever it is to cure that cough. The problem is we got health care benefits. But those people in the Bible, they didn't have anything. All they had was their faith. You hear me? All they had was their faith. And if they didn't have any faith, well, guess what? It wasn't getting done. I believe we need to live by those principles tonight. And we need to stand on our faith. And we need to seek after the Lord. Come on, somebody. Do you believe he can do it? Do you believe he can do it? Do you believe? Well, it's according to your faith. It's according to your faith tonight. Let us remain standing tonight. All it takes is one touch from Jesus. The Bible tells us that a man, he came to him seeking for help. 
Bible says that this man had a daughter. Not only did he have a daughter, it was his only daughter. The word says that he told Jesus the problem and Jesus began to make his way to this man's house. But there was another situation that stopped him on his way to the man's house. It was the woman with the issue of blood. And so by the time he was done with that, with her, and telling her that her faith had made her whole, by the time all of that was done, the servant came to Jesus, came to the man and said, you know what, your daughter, she's died. Don't trouble the master in the life. I want you to know that there is a spirit that wants you to settle for the way things are. Wants you to settle and just begin to say that, this is just how it is. This is how it's going to be. I'm going to just be bound by things. I'm going to just be tied up by things. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be bound by anything. You don't have to be bound by nicotine. Young people, you don't have to be bound by pornography. You don't have to be bound by the things that have this world tied up. You don't have to be bound by pride. You don't have to be bound by lust. You don't have to settle for anything. There's a spirit that wants you to settle that this is just how it's going to be. I'm sorry. I don't want nothing other than what Jesus said I can have. He said I can have victory, and that's what I want. I'm not selling for anything other than that. He said I can have the Holy Ghost. I'm not selling for anything other than that. He said that I could be healed. I'm not settling for the doctor's report that says that there's a sickness. No, I'm bringing it to my father. And I'm landing at the altar. And I'm letting him know, hey, this is what they say. Now what did you say? Because I know that you are the great physician. And you have the final say so. You believe that tonight? The Bible says that Jesus made his way. Jesus had to tell him, give him some words of comfort. Because you can imagine that he was tore up hearing that his daughter his only daughter had done died. So Jesus just gave him a, just some words of comfort. He told him, only believe and she'll be made whole. And they made their way to the house. And in there, you got everybody wailing and weeping and sobbing. And Jesus is trying to speak some faith into the place. How many know that Jesus is all about trying to speak faith into people's life? He's just trying to speak some faith. And the Bible tells us that they laughed him to scorn. Trying to speak faith. People laugh at him. They mock him. I'm going to tell you, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. It's good to get rid of all the doubters in your life. It's good to get rid of all the naysayers that say it can't happen. It's not going to come to pass. It's just good to cut off ties with all of those negative people that say, uh, this is crazy. No way this is going to happen. Those are not the people you want to be around. I promise you, those are not the people you want to be around and expect God to do anything in your life. It's not going to happen. He threw them out of the room, and he brought in there Peter, James, and John. Now, he had those guys, and I'm sure those guys, they weren't doubting. Those guys had saw him perform, do this time and time again. And I'm sure in their minds, in their mind, in their, their mindset was, this girl is about to get up any minute. 
She's about to get up from here. You want to surround yourself with people that have seen God perform time and time again and know, hey, there ain't no shadow of doubt. This is about to happen. That miracle is about to come. That healing is on its way. Come on. Salvation is coming to you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's the kind of people you want to be around. That's the kind of people you want to be associated with. And it was all said and done. Jesus touched that girl. She rose up off of that bed. I'm telling you, all it takes is one touch. All it takes is one touch. That's it. I don't care what the devil is telling you. I don't care what he's telling. He's telling some people, you've gone too far. You've messed up too much. I'm going to tell you, all it takes is one touch for Jesus to turn it around for your good and for your better. All it takes is one touch for him to heal your body. All it takes is one touch for the things that are plaguing your heart and your mind to vanish. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I'm not wasting my time anymore. I'm at an age and I, I don't have time to waste. I'm coming running to Jesus every time. Every single time. The doctor report, okay, that's all right. I'm going to go see what my father has to say. I'm coming and I'm running to Jesus Christ. Come on, the devil is telling you you're not going to make it. You're going to die. Okay, I hear what you said, but I believe that I'm going to live. I shall not die, but I'm going to live. Not only am I going to live, I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. I'm going to let it be known how great he is, how wonderful he is, and that he came through once again on my behalf. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and lift up your voice. This altar is open. Come down with your heart. Lift it with your hands. Calling upon the name of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is in here tonight. Come on, somebody. Come. Come with your faith tonight. Believing that there's nothing too hard for him. Let him touch you. Come on. Let him reconfirm some things to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just have faith in 